Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is, oh, 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 oh it is pop culture time, boys and girls, and uh, everything in between. Uh, joining me today, we got a full house, packed house today, uh, Mike Leapox here, how's it going, Mike? It's going well, thanks for having me back again, two weeks in a row! Yeah, good on you, good on you, and may, maybe pulling double duty this week, we'll see, spoiler, perhaps a little, uh, that's what we call a tease in the business. Uh, Kevin Miller's here, how's it going, Kev? Not too bad, but I can barely see you through all this fog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, last person to join here is Kyle Brown. How's it going, KB? Good, good, good. All right. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. And we are here to talk about the season three, or sorry, season eight, episode three episode of Game of Thrones, which the actual title of the episode is The Long Night. But uh, most people have been calling this one The Battle of Winterfell. But uh, those people would be wrong. The episode is titled The Long Night. Now, I, I had to watch this episode twice, to be, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm really, I, you know what, I'm, I'm glad. Normally we do our Game of Thrones pods on Monday. But I'm glad, uh, but most of the people on this panel went to go see uh, Avengers Endgame on Monday. So we just couldn't put it together and fuck it, I needed to sleep anyway. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so I'm actually glad I got a chance to, to watch it again on Monday and really digest it. Because I think if I had to come on this pod on Monday, it really would have just been me slurping this episode pretty bad. Like, it would have just been me like, oh, did you see? And that part, it was so cool. That just... Right? But uh, I, I, like, I, I took, in the second thing, I took a step back and uh, really sank my teeth into it. And... It's good. It's a good episode. It's good. It's it's a lot of fun, but you know, there's 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 some flaws. There's some flaws. There's some stuff I would change. Uh, there there there's some so there's a couple of tweaks I would have made here and there. Um, but overall, just fabulous cinematography for for in in a uh, little less than it's about an hour and fifteen, wasn't it? I'd say yeah. an hour, yeah, hour is a little bit about, yeah. about an hour and fifteen. Um, hour fifteen, hour twenty. Yeah. Just, but just, just solid stuff. I, I don't know if if it is the all time great. If we're if we're putting together like the list of just the battle episodes of Game of Thrones, like the Wall episode and this one and the Battle of the Bastards, I still think Battle of the Bastards is number one for me. Um, but I'd have to reconcile that on my own time. But uh, let, let, let me just get some overall opinions. Let's start with you, Mike. What do you think? I'm basically on board. Like, I thought the episode was just so much fun. And, like, it had so many great things about it. So many great things. And there are a couple of things. Like, there are just these few little moments that mar it really, really badly. So it had, like, phenomenal highs all over the place. Like, the cinematography was great. Um, You know, the darkness notwithstanding, that was a choice. And, you know, whatever... They made a choice. It was fine. Um, music was absolutely on point. So many yes. things were great about MVP, it. MVP of the episode, in Matt Pierce's opinion, was the score. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
And but then there's some things where it's just like, good lord, how many times can Greyjoy die? Or not Greyjoy, Grey Worm. Yeah. How many times can he like get put into an impossible situation and then they cut away and then they come back a few minutes later and they're just like, okay. And there's a half dozen characters that it happens to, and it's you know, it gets it gets a little tiring. But yeah, yeah no, it was I mean, I, I rewatched it like right before coming on here and I was still like fuck, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I would say it. I I would say the most disappointing thing, because like I I think I agree with you, uh, Miller, that the the highs were extremely high in this that episode. That wasn't Miller. Or sorry, I haven't said anything. Bad. <laughs> thanks, thanks for not calling me out on it like a chump. Uh, <laughs> so the the highs were extremely high, and the and the lows, of which there were probably only one or two, I would say, but the lows were <laughs> some glaring, very Grand Canyon like lows, I I would say. But I mean, over overall, just a a, a lot of great stuff. And um, I, I, let's throw it to uh, Miller. Miller, what what was your overall take on the long night in Game of Thrones? Um, I'm with you guys. Um, I would consider this a top ten, possibly even top five episode. Um, top five, but, would be a bit much for me, I think. But not, yeah, it's a it might be a stretch for me as well. But uh, top ten, I'd say for sure. Um, without watching it back a second time, I couldn't tell you a lot of the set pieces, and and that might be a good thing because I like the overall vibe of it a lot more than any real individual scene. Um, I think that the fact that it starts off with you seeing all these rank and file, and you can see okay, Dothraki go in first, and then the Unsullied are behind, and the Dothraki are immediately obliterated in darkness, and you see those lights blink out one by one. Yeah. Like, it, it was really effective in being like, oh, okay, well, everything can look to your advantage, and on the first sweep, your entire army's just going to be eaten in the dark, and, like, as yeah. soon as, like, our, as soon as, like, named actors get in, like, people on the front line, like Jorah Mormont and uh, Brienne, like, they're in there, and they're, like, immediately they look exhausted, and you're like, oh, man, this is, like, I... It feels very overwhelming. Like, there's no way they could possibly come out of this. <laughs> and, and I think it was a great vibe for that went for, I think, probably 90% of that episode. I, I would say that, and, and you're right, the, the, the cinematography, like, uh, I, I would say uh, earlier I declared the, the score the MVP of this episode. I think the cinematography in this is probably a, a close, close second, second, second ballot on the, on the MVP. Um, I think the lowest low in this episode would be at about the 45 minute mark so more or less halfway through the episode it became very apparent that and and it's this is this is something that's been brewing since the beginning of season seven i think <laughs> is that since george r. r martin no longer has the pen they are very unwilling to kill named characters that would actually inflict damage to the plot lines right like yeah, it, it, it yeah became... they've definitely they've definitely been pulling a lot of punches yeah it, it 45 i'd say at the 45 minute mark it became very apparent maybe this is just me but i think it became very apparent that brienne was gonna live gray worm was probably gonna live which was was unconscionable to me because he was the number one draft pick in our hilarious game of thrones snake draft that that well uh, he's mike and I he was also week. the guy who the episode earlier was like baby yeah when this is all done 
We're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go on vacation, live yeah. our lives together. We're gonna fucking retire to Florida. Yeah, exactly. He, live he, on he the beach with like, the SS, like, live forever. Yeah. The only, th- the only thing he didn't do was pull out a picture of his kids because he doesn't have these are my beautiful baby girls. Yeah, exactly. I didn't spend more time with them when I'm alone. <laughs> Yeah, the two days he he absolutely gave the I got two days left till retirement speech, right? For What's funny though is because as soon as you give that speech, obviously there's a big old well, this guy's not gonna make it over you know, sign over his head. But so many characters did that in the episode previous where it's like, fuck, like everyone's got that sign over their head now. Like, what's gonna happen? And but yeah, the yeah, I I agree. Actually, Pierce, with you that it was it was around at, there. There was definitely a turning point mm-hmm. where it was like the I want to say the third ish time that several characters should have died but didn't. That you're like, yeah. all right, well, I felt, I felt let's like see what... they were kind of throwing us a bone with the people who did die. Yeah, they it wasn't like they were unnamed characters. But it was just but, like they didn't move the needle, though, is the thing. Yeah, in terms and like, of what we've come what, to expect. What else, what else could have Beric Dondarrion done? Mm-hmm. What else could have uh, Ed from the Bl- uh, from the Night's Watch done? Like, the Night's yeah, Watch is obliterated. What could he have done? Yeah. The, uh, the, the only... fact that it just kept happening to the point it became predictable was fun, though. <laughs> um, yeah, the only big ones are Jorah and Theon. And then, of course, the largest is the Night King. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The largest is Leanna Mormont. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I called that the previous episode, and yeah. I, I wish I could have been on that podcast. But as soon as Jorah was like, get to the crypt, you know, you'll be safe there, like, as her uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then she was, or cousin or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, it's like, okay, so I understand that she's going to insist on fighting. She's going to die in a really gratuitous Game of Thrones way. And uh, then Jorah Mormont is going to be like the eldest, you know, the the reigning lord of that house going forward. For about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Place, technically. Um, I mean, Leepok, we could just quickly mention our little little quick snake draft that you, myself, and Rob had last week. Um, I fucking stole this from you guys. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> You this. did, you fucking crook. Oh, Rob and I were talking about it. I couldn't even remember crooked. all my picks. And oh, I changed one. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. Because I kept on talking about Missandei, but I kept on saying Melisandre. Yeah. I got Uh-oh. the names and stuff. And then I was like, oh no, I mean Missandei because she's in the crypt. And then I was like, well, I was thinking, no, Melisandre's actually a pretty good pick. Maybe I should go with that. And I was like, no, I started I started talking with this. It's going to be fine. Yes. Uh, it's going to be Missandei. So, Fuck! Yeah, so Rob got out to the early lead with Beric Dondarrion, and then looked like he was going to put it away late, because it looked like Rhaegal was going to die, right? He picked Rhaegal, but, um, and, like, Rhaegal might be dead for all we know, but basically all that happened was he got clipped by Viserion, the Night King's thing, which, like, we we get into the dragon fight in a second. Which, uh, if, you, if you see, if you watch the, um... Mm. Next episode, you see two dragons. Okay. So he's fine. Like, he definitely wasn't, it, and it would have been. I, I wasn't. I, I think, think Rhaegal's hurt, but yeah, he's, he's very okay. hurt. Yeah, but they needed to take him off the board without killing him. So um, Viserion hit him with the or uh, hit him with the ice breath or whatever. Which no, uh, he, he carved him up. Oh yeah, he carved him up, and then he was like, "Oh god, I gotta drop you on the ground and get out of here." <laughs> and then he basically did that, right? Yeah. Um, and then he you did the whole, on... like, when someone's coming down off of, uh, like, a parachute and is not sticking the landing real well. Yeah, and then I, I, I guess, did I, I'm not sure if I said spoiler alert at the beginning of this, but I fucking should have. But whatever, the entire world's seen this episode, so I'm not, I'm not worried about spoiler alerts. Um, and then you tied it up late with Theon. 
And then in the episode where everybody was supposed to die, um, it wasn't until there was about five minutes left, and I still did not have a, a person. <laughs> like, I did not have a good person, la uh, like a, a single death left. Uh, within a two-minute span, though, the Night King and Jorah both, both bit it, and Matt swooped in at the end <laughs> and stole the loss. What a prick! Yeah, it, was like, <laughs> it was like, basically, like, you guys were winning, but then I pulled the goalie and banged in too late, right, and just stole the game, right? It was... Oh, it's, it was... it's like it's a five-minute major, and you scored four goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Vegas Golden Knights, still bitching about that. Uh, I don't know, maybe get in front of a shot or something. Uh, anyway... Um, KP, I didn't give you a chance uh, earlier. Why don't you go ahead and give your overall uh, thoughts on on the long night? Quality episode. My favorite part is actually the first few minutes that builds the tension when they're getting ready for the battle, and mm -hmm. you get that that amazing shot where it's the I think it was one uh, one take shot where they go from Sam and they pan over to. Tyrion and follow him and kind of follow around almost with the the one shot one camera. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. A um, bunch of my favorite characters died, which whatever it happens, we're all used to that now. But I think they did justice to uh, to the ones that died, so that was nice. Um, my only like gripes are the same as everyone else's. You've got like four or five whites or zombies, whatever you want to call them slamming Nick, uh, Jamie Lannister and all the other people against the wall, like, and all you see is them go, like, okay, well, like, they're fine. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. So... <laughs> They'll get out of this. Yeah, it, it was this, like I said, you could predict it going for, forward. Like, there were, like, someone would be, like, overwhelmed. Oh, no, he's got two or three whites on him at the same time. Uh, minor character pulls one off and then has killed himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it happened. Exactly. To it, it was like as soon as uh, by the you know the last chunk of the episode when it was Clegane and uh, Arya running around and Brooks like, don't worry, I'm with you. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> goodbye. Well, yeah, that's the last we'll see of you, Beric. Don't like, sorry, right? Clegane should have died last scene and refused to, so now you have to die, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I thought. I thought that scene though did give Melisandre her best moment because I th I think the the scene when uh, Beric dies and then Melisandre's in the room with Arya and uh, the Hound I thought that gave Melisandre the best slash worst moment in the episode and well maybe not the best moment but like like her best slash worst moment of the episode just for that character specifically one of which was Beric Dondarrion dies and she goes well the Lord of Light brought him back for a reason and now we know why and it was to, obviously to save Arya so that she yeah. could kill the Night King but then they also like telegraphed the line so badly the callback to the last time Arya and them met where she goes like I told you, you we'd meet again, and then she's like, yeah, you did. You also told me I'd close eyes, and she's like, yeah, I said green eyes and brown eyes, and I also said blue eyes. Do you remember when I said blue eyes? I said blue eyes. You know who's got blue eyes? The Night King. He's got blue eyes. I said well, blue almost eyes. Almost exclusively. Yeah, like blue eyes, right? Like, <laughs> like nothing but blue eyes. Blue eyes. Remember the time I said <laughs> You don't imagine like, for that? And she says, and blue eyes. And R.A. just goes and stops and goes, I should go kill Torment. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, yeah. Then like, she oh, pulled out her Yu-Gi-Oh trading cards and was like, I'm... look, blue eyes. Face the power of my blue eyes. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. It was like, oh my god. That was telegraphed so horribly. I just was like, 
What the fuck? You guys By the way, how has no one made you? a Blue Eyes White Walker t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well done. Well, now now the crossover podcast, Ken. TM. Yeah. You, you owe me money, Threadless. <laughs> yeah. TM. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, God. Yeah, I just, I, I couldn't believe they, they telegraphed that. I saw a lot of people giving Melisandre the MVP of the episode online, and I'm like, what? What MVP? What? She she lit a few fires, like that ultimately oh. did. Like any idiot with a pack of matches could have done what she did. Basically. And she did a pretty right. shitty job with both of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like, like she's sitting there chanting, and she's like trying to summon the Lord of Light. And I'm like, what are you doing? Bang two rocks together. This will go yeah. faster. I was Holy reminded fuck. of the scene from Venture Brothers where uh, Doc Venture and uh, uh, Orpheus are having the uh, like magic versus science, yeah. and Orpheus like summons the flames, <laughs> and Doc Venture just lights a match. And waves yeah. it dramatically. <laughs> it reminded me of fucking dogma for some reason when uh, fuck and then, like what a, what an obscure reference this is to call back to one of the shit. Uh, I have to try to remember. Movies. But like, there's a scene where like um, Damon and Affleck are like trying to buy a gun, right? And then Damon goes like. He goes, well, you know, I did all the work at Sodom and Gomorrah while well, you just sat there and read. And he goes, what work are you talking about? You you lit a few fires. And he just goes, fuck <laughs> you, man. I rained down sulfur. That's much, that's so much better than just lighting a few fires and stuff, right? And it's like, that that's basically like I'm picturing Davos going like, like Melisandre at the end, like when she's doing her death walk at the end. I'm just picturing her going like, well, like uh, my work here is done. And then <laughs> Davos just going, what work? You lit a few fires. You didn't do anything. And then her just going like, didn't I, Davos? Didn't I? Like, her to fall over and then Davos to pull out like a bow and just be like, funk, just yeah. to make sure she's dead. <laughs> just walking over there and kicking her corpse a bunch of times. Or I was actually uh, pretty uh, surprised and happy that as soon as the battle was over, Davos was like, I'm going to kill this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. That is him with was... purpose. Well, he finished it the way he started it, right? Where he was like, okay, I know we got this shit all going on, but let me just kill this bitch real quick, right? Like, he's like, I, I got to do, guys, I got to do yeah. something real quick before we all get killed by the Night King. Um, the other thing that I saw that I think irritated me the most in terms of the line that on the internet that people were trying to use to, to, to drag this episode, and... Um, friend of the podcast Adam Bolesky was backing me up on this on Twitter that if this was your stance I think I, I like I just I, I think you're a very limited intelligence would basically because this this is an episode where there were uh, there was I would say a, a litany of stuff that you could point at and be like eh, that wasn't very good and then and then kind of you know pick that apart but to claim that Arya is a Mary Sue is uh. is so ridiculously weak it is so soft it is so lazy it is it is so without thought that it it irritates the living crap out of me and i try not to like let things bother me on the internet but like at least try to come up with a, a thing that you didn't like like you can't be a mary sue so let me just put this mary sue argument to bed you can't be a mary sue if we spend a season and a half watching you train to do the shit that we then watch you do right like it's just then almost die yeah. because you smashed your head against a wall and have a concussion exactly right like yeah. it's, it's just yeah you you can't be now did i have like a couple of issues with 
Arya just, you know, appearing out of the shadows and killing the Night King when he was surrounded by some of his dudes? Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, I, I, I would have appreciated just, just a, a, a modicum more effort to explain how she pulled that off instead of... I've actually got a pretty solid defense for that. Instead of just, she's Batman! Yeah, uh, I'm actually okay with that, too. Well, she did sneak up on John in the exact same spot. Yeah, yeah, in the exact same spot, she snuck up on John. And actually, so I read a comment about this, and when I rewatched the episode, it really, like, you know when John yells at the dragon and then the dragon dies, and you just know John is just thinking, man, I can't believe I killed a dragon by yelling at it. Yeah. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna be taking. He's gonna be taking credit for that the same way Sam is constantly taking credit for having discovered that John's John's lineage when he had nothing to oh, do. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he did that. Gilly no, it was Gilly constantly. And, yeah. He did nothing. Just so yeah, yeah. You know, John's gonna show up and be like, "You never believe it, guys! I killed the Night King." What? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so when he like it mostly just yells it sounds like he's just yelling at him uh, yelling at the dragon but upon rewatching it and listening to it this way it actually sounds like he's yelling go yeah and so he's he's basically sacrificing himself to the dragon to get to sneak Arya in mm. and then in the shot right before uh you know the night she leaps on the night king you see uh the hair wisp on yeah. One of the on one of his you know white Guys, walkers yeah, she just yeah, yeah. fucking ghosts right by him i actually hated that in the second in, in the second uh I, like i just wish they'd have done something like i guess i mean it, I, I guess it wouldn't have been her sneaking up because although i guess i mean they still could have pulled it off i just would have preferred if i saw her like i don't know like throw fire to at least distract the thing distract all of the lieutenants and then run up on the night king because then you can still get the night like her jumping and trying to stab and then the Night King grabs her, and she drops the knife, and then stabs him. Like, you can still get all of that, I think. Yeah, because yeah, that, like, that's, that's shot... cinematography, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, but the, the shot that the you're way, talking about... The way the about... scene was whole set up, with, yeah. it was very much a crescendo to one single moment when Arya just comes out of the darkness and just, you know, tries to take him down. Like, true. that's... If you throw... As soon as you throw her doing anything else in that, then it, it just ruins, like, the whole flow. It's true. But, like, it, I mean... It, 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 she and she kills him with the dagger that that like they tried to use to kill Brand to assassinate Brand with in like the fucking and, second episode, and right? Her, Brand, Brand gave her, her in yeah. the firewood. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not gonna say it wasn't earned. I just said I would have I would have liked a little bit more than just like you know like a little bit of a hair going and then one of the lute- like the Night King lieutenant guys going like what <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then her just like out of the shadows like Batman with a knife. It's it just like. But, I, but, like, that didn't ruin the episode for me by any goddamn stretch of the imagination, right? It was, I was just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> like, cool stuff. I think, I think one of the most disappointing parts of the episode is we didn't get any battles with the lieutenants or the Night King himself. Yeah. Other than on the dragon. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of, he did his come at me bro again, which was awesome and classic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, he didn't even. Were, yeah. And he chucked that uh, magic spear at Daenerys and mm-hmm. her yeah, dragon. He did, he did get to do the awesome, like, like Daenerys is like, Jakaris, and then it burns, and then he just comes out and he's like, huh, you serious? He actually had a smirk on his face yeah, for the first the time. Smile, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he just did like a serious, like, you serious? That was probably the highlight of the entire episode I, for me, though. I was, I was watching that scene, I'm like, oh, this is the classic Dragon Ball Z. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> You've yeah. made me use one percent of my power. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, man. Yeah. Um. I have a list of pros. You also got to see him uh, kill Theon. Yes. Yes. And um. Well, let's 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 talk about that right now before we get into my list of pros and cons. Let's get actually get into a few things before we get into my list of pros and cons because I kind of broke down the episode and I, I like trying to figure out if it was like good or bad because there was a moment there where I thought it was going to be bad. Let's talk about Theon. Um, where were you on the redemption uh, of of Theon Greyjoy, Miller? Uh, I mean, here's the thing: you have a character like Theon do the things he does in season two. Uh, immediately pay for it in season three and not eat it, you know that there's a redemption arc coming. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like because they didn't have that redemption arc happen in like season four or even like after, even directly after season five, like they, they started it in season five with, you know, him betraying Ramsey and escaping with Sansa and whatnot. But um, again, he could have been killed then and it would have been like, well, he, he redeemed himself. He tried, he rescued Sansa. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's one of these things where you knew it was coming, um, and it was well earned when it happened. Um, it, it felt a little plot convenient for like the first two episodes for him to be like, "I'm heading back to Winterfell. I'm in Winterfell." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, and, and for everyone to just be like, "Oh, you know, Bran says we forgive him, so I guess we forgive him." Uh, so I mean. They're taking a lot on faith here because they need people, and those people aren't usually with two whole hands. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jamie comes in with one hand and, you know, known killer of Daenerys' father, and they're like, yeah, but we need everyone we can get. Mm-hmm. It seems a little convenient, and for Theon to be like, hey, you betrayed us, and you also, like, led to Rickon being killed, and you were shitty for years, like, and then to be like, well, you need to stand in this spot because destiny. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see where that feels cheap, but uh, I, I think it was pretty well earned. It was all right. I'm just, I'm, I'm more wondering if, because like obviously, I'm, I'm a, a staunch Jamie Lannister hater, and I don't get why the internet has been more willing to forgive Jamie Lannister as, a, as opposed to Theon Greyjoy during this whole thing. And me personally, I, I, I have very little feeling toward both of them because that's just me as a, as a as a not weak-willed individual who sticks to his convictions and and says no you did that terrible thing fuck you right so that that's just me um but the one credit i will give theon in this episode is unlike most of of this this human army he at least waited till he had a fucking target before he started launching arrows you guys jesus christ at the beginning yep. of this episode when they're just like hey we've got all these boulder guys what do we do fire them at the darkness right like what are we doing good lord no no see that that was one of the only correct things they did i feel like if nothing else, that this battle is going to s- somehow go down in Westeros history as one of the most, like, worst tactical blunders of all yeah, time. Yeah, like, you don't, you, don't send in your cavalry, you don't send in your cavalry at the very beginning. They come in at the sides to cut their feet out from under the enemy. They don't go straight in right away. Start with the dragons. Start with the dragons. Like, what are you doing? You have dragons! Use them! What are you doing? Yeah, so here's, here's the funny thing about this, though, is, okay, so... The big, you know, big blunders, you know, that a lot of people point out, and I've read this, is, you know, the dragons not being used properly, and the cavalry. Now, there's two issues with that. One, 
is that the dragons, of course, you know, yes, you should bring them out and you should use them, you know, essentially when they did, but their plan was to use them much later because they were just saving them for the Night King. If you bring them out right away, you kind of risk the Night King just fucking sneaking up on you and killing you. Which you did, um, but continue. Proceed. Yeah, but the... A big thing is about the cavalry. Now, when you look at how cavalry works in actual battles, most of the, like, you don't charge right away. Like, you don't charge an army, you know, head on with cavalry. That's dumb. Um, yeah, you do the flanking thing, but it, the, the army's gigantic. You can't flank it properly, um, which is another issue. But the big thing, how cavalry gets all of their casualties is by the army running away. You break them, they run away, and most people in a battle like this, in, like, real world, die in the aftermath of when they're running away and get run down by the cavalry and run down by the other people and stuff. It's not in the actual battle. What do you do when you have a huge cavalry force in an army that literally will never run away? Yeah. Like, your actual... Like, you can't get uh you know you can't get most of your actual like even even if you're gonna even if you're gonna say that my biggest problem was that um even in last season when they're talking about the dothraki screamers they're legends in westeros they're legendary warriors everyone's scared shitless of them if you send them all out first and they all get murked your morale is zero oh oh i'm not saying it was a terrible idea but or not that, not a terrible idea. It was it was a terrible idea. But the the one thing that is that they were useless in this battle, no matter what. Like they couldn't do anything. You can't send them to flank because you can't flank an enemy of the dead that has no morale to break, and that has no like vulnerable side. It's not like they have some sort of shield formation or anything. They're just a mass of bodies. Like the Dothraki just were unfortunately just fucking useless no matter what they did other than if they just kept them in the crypts and protect all the women from the dead people who came from there which is another great idea john has seen him raise the dead where should we put all the civilians i know next to all of the dead people <laughs> well there's all that in the, like i think six times in episode two they're like the crypts are where it's safest we're like no it's not the, uh, they kept making that joke on, uh, what is it, on binge mode, uh, Mallory and Jason on, on who are the hosts, like uh, Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion, who are the, the hosts of binge mode. They kept making the joke because um, they did they did uh, binge mode Harry Potter, uh, so where they went through the entire like Harry Potter series, books and movies during the uh, the two years that Game of Thrones was on hiatus. And one of the jokes they kept having was there's an actual line, I I um, I think Hagrid says it in the books and movies where he says there's no safer place than Hogwarts or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, we come to realize that Hogwarts is the least safest place in the entire wizarding world because just shit constantly goes wrong there and, and people are just incompetent. And they kept saying, like, there's no safer place than the crypts, basically. Right? And it was like, <laughs> well, this is just like Hogwarts where it's not safe at all, is it? Right? Well, uh, that's like, that's like any show, though. Like, oh, yeah. they'll never be able to do this. This yeah. is the best place to be. They'll never do it. And you're like, well, I mean, clearly they're doing that. Yeah. Well, and while we're just on the subject of just absolute tactical errors, like, having this battle at Winterfell at all was just a insane tactical error. Because, like, the, the whole thing about, like, 
this Game of Thrones world is how fleshed out the universe is and how George R. R. George R. R. is is just very meticulous about every detail in this world. And it has been well established that if you're going to make a last stand with the goddamn Night King army up north, that it should have been it's done. It's Hall. No, it's, <laughs> it should have been done at Moat Kalen because Moat Kalen would have created that bottleneck for them, right? Because, like, they make the whole point of, like, how... Um, what was it? Ramsey Bolton was like, I had to sneak my, you know, I had to sneak myself into my own country because the Greyjoys had taken Moat Kalen or whatever, and it was, and Moat Kalen just blocked off the roads to the north and the south and whatnot, and it was just like, it's just tactically the fact that nobody raised a hand and said, hey, why don't we fight at Moat Kalen, you guys? <laughs> right? It was just like everybody would have been like, yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that, right? But, you know, like, again, that's... Well, we don't need... That, yeah, one of the things I, I found myself... It's not sexy to have the battle. At, like, the Battle of Moat Kalen doesn't sound sexy as the Battle of Winterfell. This is where winter is going to fall, right? Like, it's just... Whatever. TV show, well, right? What I found myself thinking about after the episode, I'm like, what's going on at Storm's End? because <laughs> like, we have someone else taking it over <laughs> i know we, we haven't been to, we haven't been to heron hall in a while we haven't yeah. been to moat kalen in a while we haven't been to storm's end in a while and we ain't going, going on back. the irie <laughs> yeah yeah and we ain't going back um, yeah <laughs> like, i remember dorn <laughs> yeah we got two locations to go to winterfell and uh king's landing that's it those are the only two locations for the rest of the three hours yeah, it was funny, i'm like wow you can have a super intricate um uh <laughs> opening credit scene now when there's only two cities left <laughs> yeah the um uh i mean this is what i think is the biggest problem that this episodes present or or, or the uh, that this the end of this particular episodes present one is i don't know who cleans up that mess I was thinking uh, the same thing. Yes, <laughs> yes, we've talked about that too. That is going to smell something fierce. Yeah, uh, anyway, I'm but, Scruffy, the janitor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on board. Scruffy, you gonna clean this up? <laughs> I'm Scruffy, on break. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> on a less jokey uh, topic. Um, I and, and like Lee Park and I posited this that. Last week, when we were discussing what might happen in the Battle of Winterfell or the Long Night, um, that maybe the Night King is going to die in this episode, and that's going to be it. And the last three episodes are going to be Cersei, and we now know that that is one hundred percent the case. Uh, the Night King is gone, and um, they beat death, and now they got to go fight Cersei and the Gold Company and her twenty thousand men, but. I don't know. I'm. I'm. They have more... a plucky D and D party. It's. Yeah. It seems kind of anticlimactic. To yeah. It's. It seems the... like. And me... they're damn lucky they didn't bring those elephants, or Bran would have fucked them. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yeah. Please bring the elephants. Oh, we got you some last minute elephants. Bran's yeah. like, I got something to do. <laughs> would, would be the first time for Bran. Uh ooh, shots fired by Matt. Um, like I don't know. It, to me, this is like. And, and this is an end, this is you know end game happened this weekend as well. This is this is a bit like okay we beat we beat Thanos you know and um, what's the next one oh Spider Man's gonna fight Mysterio you guys whoa <laughs> yeah. Spider Man's gonna fight Mysterio <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal's gonna put on the bubble head 
Yippee! <laughs> right? like, oh, I guess uh, now two I months. Realize, yeah, I know. Now I realize that apparently, like uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home is going to be uh, like rumors are that it's going to be like a little bit of a prequel. Like this is going to be a Spider-Man adventure that happened before uh, Infinity War, but. You, you get the gist of what I'm saying, right? Where it's oh, like, absolutely, absolutely. Right? Like, you, you look at um, what are the consequences of them losing, you know, the various battles. Okay, the consequences of them losing the battle against Cersei is all of our favorite characters die. Mm. And in the end, Westeros is left with a pretty shitty queen. Yeah. It's but, like, but it's whatever, like... it goes on. The consequences of them losing against the Night King is all of our favorite characters die. And everyone dies. Yeah. Mankind dies. Exactly. No, that's not true. Everything they would die. never pass the narrow strait. It doesn't get winter down there. They'd be fine. <laughs> Everything dies. Yeah, they bring the winter. Yeah, it was it was just so the greatest moment of the show possibly is if the Night King wins is when Zombie Tyrion actually goes and kills Cersei. <laughs> yeah, like... right. <laughs> So yeah, just to me, it was like, and I get, I get the, I get the thought process behind it because the thought process is okay. Cersei's been here since moment one, right? Like moment one, the show starts, da 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 da, and then we go through the thing. And episode one, Cersei's there riding on horseback into Winterfell. Robert Baratheon behind her. At the end of the episode, she's getting banged by her brother, uh, and then Jamie Lannister th- pitches a kid out a window for her. I get it. She's been, she's been here since day one. You know, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. You know, it, it's just I get that from a writing standpoint that seriously, I guess, has to be the final boss. But to me, it's this is a bit like in in, in like a Japanese RPG where the main boss of the entire storyline isn't the hardest like boss in the entire game, right? There's always like a side quest boss that you don't have to beat that is just way harder to beat than the final boss in the in the in the in the Japanese role playing game. Like like in Final Fantasy how or what is it, Final Fantasy Seven, how those like robots were like much harder to defeat than Sephiroth, right? Oh hell, <laughs> I'm thinking even uh not you know, JRPG, but fucking Fable. Yeah. When uh you know, what's his face and like the ring or whatever was way more difficult than fighting the final boss. All you had to do is just eat a bunch of apples and hide behind a rock. Exactly, exactly. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I just uh, like I'm still on board. It's not like I'm gonna abandon this fucking show or anything. I just no, oh, of course not. Interesting choice. The, the interesting sta- choice, right? Let's let's just say everything is a wee bit more relaxed after this point. Yeah, because you know, no matter what, you know, barring some weird magical brand being a dick thing, mm-hmm. you know, humanity's probably gonna be okay ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah as, as far as, you know, not being killed as, by as, zombies. As, yeah. o- as okay as life in Westeros gets. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, which is pretty fucking terrible. Well, I think it's actually, life in Westeros has been pretty swell since George R.R. R. Martin no longer has a pen, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, seems, like, seems like we're getting a bit more fan service stuff happening. Um, Alright, so I wrote down some pros and cons for this episode, trying to figure out in my head if this was a... Uh, if this was a good episode or not, ultimately deciding it was. Um, I'll, I'll I'll just list a few here. Most of these are related. Some of these are like are are, are episode related, and some of them are just like, you know, me me kind of picking nits here. But uh, I, I, like, feel free for you guys to chime in, and if uh, something I mention here uh, triggers a uh, a moment that you wanted to bring up or talk about, uh, feel free. 
Um, so here we go. Pros and cons of the episode The Long Night. Uh, pro, Ghost. What happened to him? Where did Con- he go? Did he die? Con. <laughs> oh, oh, I, 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 I have Ghost a quick again. comment on this. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's you see Ghost again. Con, my never favorite seen comment. Ghost again. My, my favorite thing I read about this was. He lived, he died as he lived, off screen. Exactly. Is that, like, is that it? Is that what happened? Did Ghost die off screen? Or is, or is Ghost just going to be like looking around at, at all the dead bones later and just being like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I, I just picture like Ghost packing a suitcase and crying as watches the like, John fly around on a dragon. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, he charged off in the night and actually just veered left. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he just, Bye. He charges at first, sees him, he, nope. Yeah, he saw the giant and went, fuck this. Yeah. Well, that was like, even if I could make the second Venture Brothers reference of this podcast, but like, my, my favorite, uh, what, like one of my favorite bits that, that harkened back to uh, the very first episode of Venture Brothers was basically Jorah Mormont, you know, like in the Dothraki running in. The nice thing where, like, you see all the things and they start flickering out like fireflies and then Jorah basically coming back and basically the, the look on his face reminded me <laughs> of, for whatever reason, of, like, I think it was 21 in the first episode who just goes, wow, that sucked! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Alright, uh, pros. Melisandre. Cons. Wasting fire spells. <laughs> I see you're learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, hey, bonfire is a quality spell. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, Heat metal. <laughs> uh, cons: wasting the Dothraki when you have dragons. Uh, pros: uh, awesome shot of the swords going out, firefly style. Yes, we've discussed that a few times. Um, pros: dragons. Um, sure. Cons: waiting to use them. <laughs> we 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 kind of discussed. Uh, that. I would go I would go cons nonsensical flying and mist because mm, yeah. that was kind of meh. Well, which brings me to the three creatures in the entire planet that exist at that altitude, yeah. and somehow you get into a fender bender. Yeah, which, which exactly <laughs> which brings me to my next pros and cons. Pros: flying dragons. <laughs> uh, cons: flying dragons into snowstorms, trees, and each other. <laughs> time for yeah. another good idea bad idea that's basically what it was that's kind of what we're doing here good idea <laughs> playing a tuba in a marching band bad idea playing the piano in a marching band uh, <laughs> those are all classic look those up uh, obscure reference kids check with your parents searching um, for easter eggs at christmas <laughs> yeah <laughs> um pros battle scenes uh cons poorly lit battle scenes Yes, it was very silhouette and I understand why they were like, okay, Vikings bringing a, bringing a blizzard, that basically disables archers and dragons. Uh, you know, good idea. But also, my first thought upon seeing that is, oh, they ran out of budget. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and, like and, we're not animating all these extra zombies. Hell no, they're fighting in a orangish haze uh, in silhouette. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You probably... Uh exactly correct yeah, on that. I, I thought that too and it was but it was it was an interesting thing though because they they you can kind of defend it because they stuck with it 
throughout so much of the episode. I can absolutely where... defend it, but it has a lot of room for me to make jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, okay. So you can rip on it because, oh, look, they ran out of money. But also, it, it really, like, the, the, the nitty-gritty stuff, yeah. Really, I, I got like a like a like Alien Aliens vibe from it, like the early yes. horror movies where it would basically just be pitch black, oh, yeah, and you couldn't see a fucking thing. Yeah, it's Hitchcockian, right? Where it's like I don't have to show you to scare you, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's you know the, the scariest thing is yeah. not being able to see. And yeah, like, and like and, and like the dead. I mean, let's be honest. The the army that they're fighting doesn't need to see, right? So yeah. in 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 plot line sense, that also makes it. But like just. Me wanting to see lots of super awesome action, you know, it's it just, it, uh, you know, not yeah, which which actually kind of makes Arya's uh, sneaking mission a lot more fun. <laughs> true, very true. Um, pros: Winterfell. Uh, cons: Fighting at Winterfell instead of Mo Kalen. We 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 uh, mentioned <laughs> that earlier. The irony, uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Um, pros: Amazing cinematography. I actually don't have a con for that one. This one is just, that, that's just a pro. That was fucking amazing. Like a lot I thought your con was going to be turning all the lights off before the amazing cinematography. Apply <laughs> yeah. the orange yeah. filter. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I mean like so many good shots, a lot of good aerial shots too. I'm not sure how CG some of those aerial shots were, but when they lit the trench and then you got the like aerial shot of the trench lighting and there were still like the zombies guy, the white Walker zombie guys running into the fire while a bunch of people backed up that was just fucking gorgeous i'm not oh yeah sure how how cgi'd it was if if at all or if they just managed to old school that shot but it was uh fuck that was glorious so there were a lot of really glorious glorious aerial shots go ahead mike uh, a big uh, glorious aerial shot that was probably a lot of cg but also like just you know gorgeous night sky stuff shout out to rob goldflesh who said that his favorite shot of the entire show was the dragons above the clouds yeah yeah, you finally nice. get above the clouds and you get the clear night sky, and it's really, really nice shot. Clear there. night sky with the half moon, and like the whole thing is cloud, and the dragons are so small in that amount of space. Yeah, it, it was very. Uh, it felt very How to Train Your Dragon, actually, because like yeah. that. There's a lot of those great aerial shots, and like even a movie from 2010. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, it, it very much gave you that vibe, and like totally silent in those moments too. <laughs> It, that was good too and also like Daenerys when they got up there and then Daenerys looked at him and she gave him the look where it was like what the shit are we gonna do <laughs> like, that was her look like, I guess we dive down and see what happens yeah. <laughs> um, pros warging uh, cons doing less than fuck all while you warg yeah I really didn't that? understand that <laughs> what was the point of that he was like I gotta go now and then he warged and you were like alright here we go brand doing stuff brand doing stuff we, we've been yeah. waiting for this waiting for this baby and then nothing uh, he, it was the whole episode we got to the end and I'm like well Bran's still doing something and Arya's still doing something and then Arya shows up and Bran's just like cool <laughs> and yeah. I'm like oh okay so you didn't really do anything then huh which, which brings me to a great tweet I wish I could I wish I could uh I, I wish I could credit the person who tweeted this, but unfortunately I don't remember who it was off the top of my don't piece. But the tweet was, on a scale of Bran Stark to Arya Stark, how much do you contribute to a group project? <laughs> <laughs> the only the only case Brilliant. I can probably make for Bran in that situation is that all he was doing was using that power to bring the Night King to him. 
Perhaps. Knowing that that's how it was going to go down. There's, yeah. So the a, a thing I read was that possibly what he was doing was work actually working into the past to set the pieces together. Mm. So he may have, may have worked into himself to give the dagger to Arya and shit like that. No, like, he clearly worked into the Ravens. Yeah, I, I, that shit. Saw him work with the Ravens at first. All of this, I, I have to put my foot down with all of this extracurricular brand crap. He's yeah. not the fucking Night King. He's Bran. He's yeah. the three-eyed Raven. He's not anything else. People got to stop with this shit. He's not more than he is. We all want him to be more. Yeah, we all know you wanted him to be the Night King. It's a fucking bullshit theory. I was wrong. What are you going to do? I wanted it because I thought it would have been cool and would have at least given like somewhat of a purpose to to this. Instead, he was literally just sitting there basically going, I know what happens. Ha, 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 ha. And then warged in this and just fluttered around in this raven, just flap, flap, flapping his albatross wings. Basically, it was like it was it was nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> well, you know, okay, so he's by a warwood tree, which means he can look into the past, and he's yeah. a gross teenager. Maybe he was just watching his aunt take a bath or something. Maybe yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not. It's Game of Thrones. I'm not putting it past anything. Uh, <laughs> pros: Lady Mormont. Uh, cons: Lady Mormont dying not once but twice. You guys. You know, I got, I got a, was, wasn't down with that. Was not down with that uh, whatsoever. But uh, pretty cool. She got to stab a giant in the fucking eye and kill it. So, you know, like. Uh, what a way for a character to go out. And yeah. did, did, did you watch the, uh, the like, post, like, the, the interview with uh, D.B. Weiss yeah. yeah, afterwards? Been, yeah, they've been doing that. I've been avoiding them, but only because I'm afraid about them giving, because I don't like, um them talking I'm, I'm afraid they're going to talk about like what's to come and i don't want to watch like I'm, i don't watch the like on oh, next week game of thrones right like right. i know like I, I never watch that so i'm always afraid to but uh go ahead mike if, if you have something oh yeah there. well the, the one interesting thing they said about that is that she was supposed to be a one scene character yeah like when they go to you know when they ask her for help and she basically says go fuck yourself yeah but the thing <laughs> is that the actress was so good that yeah. they're like gotta keep her on we gotta use her more yeah. she's so good at telling you know grown men that they're idiots the and so seen awesome child actor yeah yeah and just like completely knocked it out of the park and then they were saying like you know a big character who's you know not a big character but you know a big character needs to go in a big way mm-hmm. and so they gave her you know that amazing exit where she just like fucking steps a giant in the eye yes. oh so oh, she was being crushed to death. Yeah, while every bone in her body yeah. is breaking. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty fuck. It was pretty fucking awesome. Um, yeah, and like just like an all time great fan. Like just yeah, it's just the fans like glomping onto her, <laughs> like just from Jump Street, right? <laughs> just like we all love Lady Mormont, and not a not a not a wasted line from Lady Mormont during her entire run. So great. Yeah. Um, pros. Uh, callbacks to past episodes, which, you know, there were a few in this, the dagger and, uh, Melisandre's line. Uh, cons though, telegraphing them so hard, you give away the ending to your fucking episode. I mean, we bagged on it earlier, but I don't think, I don't think enough can be said about how bad that was. Like that was that 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 blue eyes comment was was truly terrible. It was so well, and then and then following it with another callback giveaway, which is the what do we say to the god of death? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, not today, right? Yeah, just 
the 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 blue i could not believe that they telegraphed that blue eyes line so profusely it was it was it's bizarre it was really bizarre it was, it was basically like they thought we were fucking stupid or something right like i'm like what well, i've been watching the show you know I, I get it she's you know blue eyes the night king right got it uh anyway moving on um pros waiting for a target uh cons only theon apparently is the person to realize this None of these other battle-hardened people are like, "Hey, let's <laughs> let's let's wait till we see something before we start firing arrows and and well, launching boulders." They're not all battle-hardened. I think a lot of the archers were just people who can't fight with the swords. They're like, "Here's a bow, shoot it into the crowd, and maybe stuff." Yeah, and that's oh, why tr- Davos was kind of commanding them. Fair. That might have been <laughs> the case, but Davos but John said like the Ironborn will protect Bran. He said in the last episode. I, I assume that they are not just scrubs that they've picked up and given a bow to. No, yeah, no they no. were they, they they were fucking houses. Like oh, as soon yeah, as you saw did, the dead, yeah. you know, charging in with them, like, well, they're dead. And you come back and you're seeing them machine gunning oh, no, them down. No. And you're like, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, they're Lego. They're like, like, yeah. Theon's there Legolessing fucking arrows out of a out of a fucking bucket. He's just yeah. Shaw, until he Hawkeye and runs to the arrows. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, they were all doing it. It was crazy. That was, you know, it was a crack team. Yeah, that, like I was. Yeah, it was a bit like at the end of Infinity War when. Uh, <laughs> she's like, what was she doing up there? <laughs> right. You know, it was a bit like that. Like, why weren't those guys on the front line? Um. But yeah, it was just like the fact that Theon was like the only one who waited until he had a fucking target, like telling his dudes, like, wait till you got a target, like, you guys, uh, don't just start firing arrows into the abyss. Um, <laughs> like, He's uh, like, I got this, shoots at the sky. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> what is happening? Um, pros, the Night Kings, you serious, face? To Daenerys, uh, I don't have a con for that. That was just fucking awesome, and we'll yeah. that's gonna be memed to death <laughs> before we before you know it. Uh, um, this is even my final form. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, pros raising the dead. Uh, cons having them stand there and do nothing while you get killed. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, didn't care for that. But, uh, you know, we, we discussed the merits of that earlier. Um, pros, uh, second time appearing on this this list, flying dragons. Um, <laughs> cons, landing dragons and letting them get stabbed while you kind of do nothing, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe stay, stay airborne, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. that <laughs> I'm like, so... what are you doing? Yeah. You understand yeah. there's a zombie horde. <laughs> Even on the second walk, watch through, I was like, oh, mm, maybe don't just chill out there. Yeah. Don't park. You know, maybe exactly leave it in drive. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah. Leave it in drive. Put your foot on the brake. But if need be, take your foot off the brake. Right? Like, <laughs> like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, I just didn't get that. Like, why are you landing the dragons when you know there's a horde of zombies? Like, yeah. even more because you just watched him raise a bunch of them. Like, you had to you had to shoot a fair amount of them. There's was, a fresh weird. new horde of zombies. <laughs> exactly. I hope. I hope your next pro is the falling corpses from the sky inside of Winterfell because they're falling off of the flying dragon. Because <laughs> yes. that was boss. That was so good. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, uh, pros. Uh, the Sansa and Tyrion crypt moments. Yep. I, I, I don't have a con for that. That was all great stuff. That was that was truly. truly Did anyone else think they were legit just going to double suicide for a second there? No, I, I, 
You did? I thought Tyrion was going to take the obsidian dagger from Daenerys and start to try and murder people. From Sansa. Or murder zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start with her. Well, she, <laughs> she she handed him the dagger though, right? If I remember correctly. No, 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 no. He he pulled out his own. Right. Okay. 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 Um, I just thought that was great stuff and their whole conversation about how because um, I mean the, when we went down to the crypts, it kind of sucked. I gotta say, other except when those two were talking, like when she had her. It, when he had his line where he was like, you know, trying to break the tension of, hey, we might die in five minutes, right? <laughs> like, uh, how great went, uh, though? How great was the? Uh, there's kind of a parallel be- between Sansa and, well, Sansa and then Sansa and Cersei because imagine the last time that this happened was when uh, uh, Blackwater Bay, mm-hmm. when um, you know they're all essentially holed up in the crypts, quote unquote. And Cersei just gets fucking drunk. And she's like, we all gonna get raped. Yeah, she's like, you're gonna get raped, Sansa. You're gonna get raped. She points at Shay. You're gonna get double raped. (laughs) You're cool. Yeah, and it was, it was, yeah. It just, what a... And Sansa just keeps her cool and, you know, actually, you know, tries to help people out. And then just, you know, when it comes down, she's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go try to kill some zombies. I thought the parallels to that scene were so strong that I thought that Sansa was gonna actually give an inspirational speech or something something yeah that would have been all right i i would have, I would have enjoyed that and, end it with, and you're not gonna get raped yeah <laughs> it's just something yeah. it was it was good I, like i i just i really like the exchange of when he said something like you know well i guess maybe we should have stayed married and then she was like well you were the best of my husbands and then he was like, like what a oh, terrible God. thought <laughs> yeah like, like that <laughs> and sophie turner she's really come into her own she's gonna be like if if she doesn't become a like I'm I'm gonna say this about Sophie Turner I'm buying Sophie Turner stock I realize it's it's you know pricier than it was ten years ago obviously but um if she doesn't go on to have a movie career after this I I think we're all to blame is what I'm gonna say I I think we will we will all be to blame and I really hope that this Dark Phoenix upcoming movie doesn't fucking sink anything because that looks like that's gonna be a fucking tragic mess that entire that entire thing but she's gonna be getting a lot of screen time in that movie as Jean Grey and the Dark Phoenix um fuck that was good though I thought I I I, I thought that whole her and yeah, Tyrion they knocked it out of the park absolutely they absolutely knocked it out of the park and what the fuck is up with Masandi throwing shade like <laughs> What the fuck? Like, like I, like I get it. I get it. The Northerners are kind of racist to you, but guess like, what? Yeah, like I mean, you're also you brought the Dragon Queen, who's the son of the guy who burned a fuckload of Northerners. Like maybe, maybe like not not just not just walking around burned, like your shit don't stink too. You know, like not just burned a lot of nor- a Northerners, tied yeah. a rope around one's neck. Yeah. Put it on. Put it on a post and said, "If you can get to that guy, I'll save him." Yeah. And he choked himself to death. Exactly. Like that's <laughs> morbid, morbid shit. Like, like let's not act as one right? generation and, and ago. <laughs> like this isn't yeah. like some like my great years ago. Your yeah. your great granddaddy did this. It was like yeah. no, no, this was recent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like let's like Masandi's acting as if right. Like, and and let's let's not act as if. Get off with that. Really upset. Grey Worm didn't die. Um. Theon, uh, sorry, pros. Theon dying, that might just be a personal one for, for me in, in the pros uh, category. No, that uh, feels... Cons, protecting the most boring character? 
Just going to throw that out there. Shots fired at Brand. I, I think he's boring these days, you guys. Feel, feel I think it's to... cheap redemptive act. I, I like yeah. Brand still. Okay, okay. I like uh, Brand still, but I, I wish that he had been more active in this. But, I mean, maybe we'll find out the way he actually was active later. You know? I, I really, really, really hope we find out what he was doing during that whole time. Because, honestly, right? as soon as it comes up to the point where he's just been fucking working the entire time, doing nothing... He, we show up and the Night King, you know, walks up to him and starts reaching for his blade. I'm like, you know what? I'd be okay if he gets his head chopped like, off. I, I, See, like, you know what my thought was? He was gonna stand. No, my or thought kneel? was that my thought was that he was gonna war and he was because it was like halfway through the episode. He was gonna war into those those ravens and fly south. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, realized that Cersei's army was on their doorstep too. Ah. Uh. <laughs> That and like, I, I got this sense of dread, like, oh, well, well the, shit. <laughs> there, were, there was a moment there where, like, when the Night King stood in front of him and kind of was like... <laughs> Sorry, I just mentioned, he flies south because he knows, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these other people will protect me, I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. So, Who's Bran? I'm a bird now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, Arya, Arya basically, like... Sorry, not not Arya, but like there was a moment when the night, like when the Night King was staring him down, and then he like did the the you know sh- draw of this, like he went to draw his sword. There was a moment there where I was like, Bran's gonna stand, and it's gonna be a moment, and he's just gonna be like, surprise, motherfucker, I can stand the whole time, and then just like stab the Night King in the gut or something, and you know it obviously didn't go That's down like that, and. Probably just grab onto the wirewood tree, grab onto him, and somehow pull yeah. all of like the death of everything, and somehow make him just disappear. Yeah, something, yeah. right? I, like, I thought the thought I had was that he was gonna try to warg the night king just long enough to like disintegrate the army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just something that that I would have bought if he if he warged all the dudes that uh it, like if he warged all of the lieutenants and dudes, and then that uh, is what a, like kind of a like froze him and allowed Arya to get the drop on the Night King. That yeah, yeah, and it was it was like enough of a strain cool. and like killed or like you know put Bran in a coma or something like that. But it was yeah. like the, the necessary thing to do. I assumed that he was going when he warged into the Ravens that he was going to scout, and yeah. then he was going to at and the he very was, least, right? Yeah, yeah, and then he was going to be like, "Yo, he's over here," or yeah, or like uh, the. Lieutenants are coming this way, or yeah. or just and also the ravens to signal to the dragon to to, to the Daenerys and John who were flying near him, right? Just something. He didn't do anything. He literally was just like, honestly, it reminded me of the fucking Inception parody of fucking in South Park when, when Stan's dad goes in and he's and he's a butterfly where like Brands in the ravens and he like flies by friggin' uh, and he like flies by friggin'. Uh, John and Daenerys, and it's like, oh, hey, John, I'm a beautiful raven now. Look at me. <laughs> flop, flop, flop. And he's like, oh, yeah, Bran, are you going to help us? The Night King's kind of attacking. Ravens do not concern themselves with such matters, John. I'm going to go find some nice raven boon. Right? It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, oh, God. It was... It was... Maybe we tried working away and they got immediately lit on fire and was like, eh, maybe I should go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, just something, right? Like, I, I don't know. It was Shit was flimsy with Bran on the episode. I gotta say, shit was flimsy. All right, last last pro and last con. Um, pros, Melisandre dying. Uh, cons, uh, not getting to see Davos's end zone dance. <laughs> <laughs> 
You like, think I'm he's really... gonna go like teabagger or something? <laughs> Not teabagger, but just does like a woo and then starts doing like the squirrel or something. <laughs> <right? laughs> like, 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 I don't know. Just just really really gets into it. Just just like kind of does the like you and that monkey monkey just like dancing around <laughs> her car. Like, just really letting it doing the three pumps like the fucking like, Key and Beal sketch, right? Where they're like, Davos, is he gonna do a third pump? Oh, he did. He's getting a flag, right? Like, I don't know. That would have that would have been so, that would have been a moment. I think would have made me laugh. Um, yeah, I uh, ah shit. The sharks just scored. Fuck beans. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I that's kind of it. I got. I mean, really enjoyable episode. Some flaws. Some things I wish kind of went differently. But uh, over overall, great. And uh, I, I just. I mean, I wish I wish they would have killed like a, a name character that I think people would have really that would have like really hit home. I think because uh, Jorah doesn't do it for me, uh, Theon doesn't do it for me. Uh, Lady Mormont was awesome, but I, but also like ultimately was not a huge like plot thing. Yeah, and, I think you definitely could have gotten rid of a, a Jamie Lannister. You could have gotten rid of well, uh... Jamie. Jamie Lannister had pl- like there were a few people who had plot armor. Jamie Jamie Lannister was one of them. You could have uh, gotten a, rid of Brienne. Brienne, I think, still has plot armor because Brienne has to die because of Cersei. Is the thing though? In mm. order for in order for Jamie to lose his shit and and be like, that's it, I'm choking that bitch. But like, see, I, I mean, think this gray work. You, you, you could have. The thing is right? that you could have killed Brienne here, and then Jamie still blamed Cersei blamed for this. Fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair. I just think it has to be more direct, and I still think it's going to be like, like we, we the mountain positive. kills her. Well, maybe, <laughs> but we'd also we'd also posited that Bran is or that Bra- uh, sorry, um, Bron is going to take a shot at. Uh, it's gonna take a shot at, at uh, Jamie Lannister with the with the thing, and and then uh, Gwendolyn Christie's gonna push him out of the way, and she's gonna get a crossbow through the heart, uh, saving Jamie Lannister, and then Jamie Lannister is gonna be like, "Fuck, the shark scored again! Fuck!" You. <laughs> it's really breaking my concentration on this podcast. Um, Tar- Tormund so survived somehow, which is yeah, Tormund, which was like I think that's honestly like the fact that George R. R. has the pen. I think Tormund has, uh, I, I think he has fan support powers now, where the fans would just revolt if he goes. So no, that's fine. I, I think okay. So the one reason why I'm glad that Brienne and Tormund both survived is that they can somehow bang, Maybe, because yeah. oh my god, yeah. I still I'm still shipping, shipping that hard. Shipping that one. Yeah. I am you shipping that it. one because I just think they they wouldn't be happy. Yeah. But <laughs> it'd be hilarious. Yeah. God, that second goal was so bad to give up. Fuck beans. Um. Uh. Anyway. Uh. God, uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to add? Anything, uh, any itches you want to scratch that you got left about, about this particular episode? Uh, one of my quick, quick one. Um, good idea. Building a burning ring of fire to surround your castle. Bad idea. <laughs> Forgetting that a hundred thousand bodies can cover that pretty quick. Yeah, he was really just you know what? like, okay. <laughs> like, I can add on to that. Good idea. Building a firing ring to sur- surround your castle. Bad idea. Putting all your troops outside of the flaming ring that surrounds your castle. <laughs> <laughs> like when they're coming back in and they got this ridiculous little bottleneck to get through. Yeah, like, was, no, 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 was... no. You make, like, you know, as, as someone who's, you know, looked into a little bit of actual medieval strategy and read about battles and played a lot of RTS games, I'm like, for fuck's sakes! Yeah, it's, like, yeah. 
few of them are bad. Like, for instance, if we get if, if you want to draw on like real life stuff, uh, Leapock, the American Revolution. Um, the Americans abandoned New York in the middle of the American Revolution, right? Because they were basically like. They, they tried to hold it a couple of times and were basically like, okay, this is fucking stupid. The British Navy is is insanely powerful. Uh, so, fuck it. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and they just retreated to fucking, like, Philadelphia and Boston and whatnot. And were like, all right, well, we'll, you know, live to fight another day because we can't hold New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so there was, and at no point, you know, did, did any, but yeah, it's just it, not a great tactical victory, I would say, by the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the the army the army of the living i guess yeah so. i think i think at that point we we really just don't know enough details about um both of those places because i mean moat kalin obviously very very good from mm-hmm. you know north to south but if the surrounding areas the dead might just be able to be like bucket we'll swim it what are yeah. you gonna do Something like, like that, right? Yeah, and, yeah there, there's some other ridiculous things. Really, what they know is we got a lot of food here. We got a lot of people here already. People are coming here. Fuck it. You know, mm-hmm. let's just do our last our last stand. Yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to add there? Uh, like, Miller Miller added one there. What about you, Mike? Anything else you wanted to... Any itch you wanted to scratch? I don't know. Probably there's there's so much going on in this episode. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it, it it's uh it's a lot to take in at first. Uh, the second watch through, I mm-hmm. caught some stuff that I didn't catch the first time, and it's it was just really put together. I just want to put a second shout out to uh, the score. It, the music was absolutely one hundred percent on point the entire time. Like you've got the first opening moments of them preparing. And you've like the entire time you've got this little string, this little string going, which is like the heartbeat, right? And it's like you know, gets your racing. And uh, then you have uh, when the Night King finally shows up, and it's a variation on the same theme as um, uh, the episode with uh, Baylor, Baylor's crypt, like uh, oh, or the, the Scepter Baylor. Yeah, the Scepter Baylor, like that same kind of thing, and it's mm-hmm. it was just really, really well done. Just yeah, yeah, really quite, well done. quite excellent. Um, KB, any last things you want to mention? Uh, I need to give a shout out to one of the most, I wouldn't say heart wrenching, but intimidating scenes where they're in the crypt, and you hear one of the doors kind of open, and everyone peeks up, and there's all you hear is people screaming, let us in, let us in, this yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. And uh, all you see is the people in the crypt going, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh sorry, I, I hate to cut back in, but there is one scene that we haven't brought up, and that is when Arya is sneaking around in the library. Yeah, that was fantastically shot. Um, and I guess they, their whole thing was to be like, like it was very solid snake. Right where she's like, "Ooh, let me just sneak around. This. Just need a box to get under." And like at one point, she get <laughs> under a table, so that was kind of like him putting on a cardboard box. And then the guy was like, "Huh?" <laughs> Kick the cardboard box. But she, yeah, she's but so quiet, moving around. Like, Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. The blood dripping down. I was yeah. like, "Tom Cruise, it, catch it!" Tell exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just catch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Very good. Call back to the to the original one. Fuck. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that was that was a good scene, and it was designed to be like she, you know, she's gonna use this stealthalator when she she fucking drops the Night King, right? That so. is one of the only times you see Arya Stark legitimately afraid. Yeah, like yeah, terrified. Yeah, legitimately yeah. afraid, but like muscle memory ninja. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was great, too. Cause like, she's, also... she's terrified and just calling on instinct at this point and just falling deep and like not making a goddamn sound other than like blood literally falling out of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, uh, and it was great, too, because it, it, it set up the, the hound stuff, too, where the hound was uh, doing the like, you know, fuck's sake, we're fighting. Like, it had the fire everywhere, and he's, we all know he's afraid of fire. And then the death, he's like, for fuck's sake, you son of a bitch, we're not going to beat him. It's death. We're fighting death. And then yeah. Derek's like, "Tell her that, right?" And then he's like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> you know, yeah, it was the, it was a shot where it's like, like all, all right. the blue eyes across the ring of fire, and I'm like, "Oh, Clegane's not having a good time, huh?" So he's definitely yeah. gonna die now. Yeah, no, guess that, not. That, that was what it felt like. But again, he had plot armor because we're getting the fan servicey Game of Thrones in the last two seasons that we didn't. Clegane Bowl. Yeah, we're freaking full of hype. Yeah. <laughs> Colgane Bowl is, is, is going to happen, right? Like, that's, that's, that's something that happens. Um, yeah. Anything else? Any last call for anything you want to mention? Uh, last thing I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll bring up is a suggestion, uh, mm-hmm. Matt. If you uh, want to pick your end music for this episode, mm-hmm. uh, I would suggest the uh, reboot season three Firewall theme. Their only hope. Might be all right. I'm afraid I'd get sued if I put that up there. Be <laughs> that's that's cause probably that's, true. Because that's like actual property, right? That's not Reboot. that's not just Jesus public domain. Free. Yeah, <laughs> that's not put. Yeah, that's that's not public domain. I wouldn't think, but uh, that's a great reference by you. Um, that James Bond parody. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's it. That's that's us closing the lid on a fantastic episode. Halfway through, you guys. It's only three episodes of Game of Thrones left. That's it. All done. May 19th. That's all she wrote for, for Game of Thrones. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We are on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download this podcast. Uh, Twitter account is at mpeer6 for all of the tweets that you would need relating to this podcast. And uh, please check out the Exploding Earths uh youtube channel for uh for me please uh brandon and the good people who come on this podcast from time to time and uh, perhaps you'll be hearing from them later on in this week uh we'll be talking about uh various comic book stuff on their youtube channel and uh want to want to give them a little support on that so uh please check them out uh exploding earths is the name of their youtube channel as well as i believe their podcast as well you can find that on on most pod catchers out there um Gentlemen, good talking to you guys. Uh, great episode. This was a lot of fun. Can't wait to watch the final three. And a few of you guys will pr- probably hear from you again twice this week because uh, I think a couple of you guys at least are going to be coming on later as we talk, as we put a capper on what was one of the greatest weekends in the history of nerddom as we will do our Avengers Endgame uh, review. Um, we oh, will, yeah. yeah, we will get to this one. Unlike Shazam, which I promised Shazam, but unfortunately <laughs> never got to it. So uh, there's that. But uh, yeah, we will do Avengers Endgame later on this week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, take care, everybody. Thank you, gentlemen. And we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.
crossover. 